0: You're the clip guy, so. Uh,
1: well, you're the intro guy. <laughs> oh. I just have a backup in case I am exceedingly offended by your choice of intro. <laughs> Well, in about a month? Yeah, I think in about a month, we will have the keys to the new apartment, and I will be able to record, if not in silence, in less ambient noise. Okay. Is this the show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, good. if well, you want. That's
0: how it's going, eh? <laughs>
1: you you start, though. You, you kick off that part. I, I don't care where the other stuff goes. I just wanted to initiate first, because I feel like occasionally there's some stuff that we discuss that could be useful that is interesting or that we comment Mm -hmm. on later like we were talking before the show blah 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 but
0: well is this a cold open or or am i going to start it from a certain point because it's already six almost six minutes in yeah (laughs) but you do
1: the raw edit so you will decide you'll just either leave it in or you'll say how's it going eh, after our little
0: intro okay well I'll cut that part out about just describing how we're going to do it (laughs) and then i'll just leave in the that's how it's going eh
1: but people like the behind the scenes things so do they? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, since
0: we're the only listeners, then <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're not. We have then up that's to the show intro. <laughs> we have up to eight or nine others. So uh, I know there's, I know there's a few. We're just bad at self promotion, that sort yeah. of thing, or we are busy. Yeah, we're yeah. Well,
0: it's the same thing concerned. because of yeah, yeah. Fair one enough. Explains the other. Yeah. So, what's new in the clean world? Wait, you
1: didn't or, say the thing.
0: What I, I told you, I said.
1: Uh, that was how it was going, eh? Hey. Uh, did I didn't. Welcome to It's Just Called Two Brothers. Okay. That is the name of the show. The brother's name that refers to me is Marcus.
0: Well, that is a tedious way to well, say it's it. That's
1: a super <laughs> awkward way. <laughs> and oh I am James. All right. Apologies for my rasp, my chunky voice quality. Uh, it's allergy season. Trees are fucking.
0: <laughs> In their own way, mm-hmm. In their own particular <laughs> idiom. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Analogously, they are. Yeah. So, let's let's keep it short. Okay. So that I may use my voice tomorrow.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe uh, try out some lemon honey tea. Oh,
1: that's a good idea, uh, actually. Or
0: lemon honey water. Yeah, yeah.
1: If I had any honey,
0: I would. Because mm-hmm. tea would imply you'd have to have some sort of plant material in it, right? Um, Steeping in it. I think so. Yeah.
1: That's a good question.
0: Otherwise, it's just fruit juice.
1: Um. Mm, honey with, well. It can't be fruit with honey. It's just...
0: Lemon is a fruit. If it's
1: lemon. No, that's what I was saying. Yeah. If it's lemon, yes. Just for juice. Yeah. I think you need some kind of other element Mm -hmm. to infuse to have a tea. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. What is is the actual definition of tea?
0: I was thinking about that the other day because I was pondering the terminology like coffee Mm -hmm. is brewed. Right. But tea is steeped. Sure. Some people say you brew tea, but I I don't Um, think so.
1: No, I I agree. I think you're right. You mm-hmm. you do not. You're, and the water is not supposed to be actually boiling, so... Is that a brew? I, I'm i not sure. Is a brew just heat applied to liquid and a, a time factor? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What would you put inside your own witch's brew? Um, candy! Candy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble with my eyes.
1: Oh, does he say that? Yeah. Not there, the, but in a, in a different... He says... Yeah. Oh, I don't remember mm-hmm. ever seeing... I haven't seen... Nearly as many as you have, so I, mm. I, uh, I, I've never noticed him commenting on his speech impediment. Yeah, yeah, at that, at that time. er, I have trouble <laughs> with my R's. <eyes>. Uh.
0: <laughs> the paper. So I stumbled upon a YouTube channel called Classics Explained. Okay. And they have, at the moment, I think 13 episodes, and they're about going into the background on famous classical music works mostly Romantic era and early modern era. Oh. Uh, so hovering around 1900. That's different. Say. The one I listened to was Rite of Spring. Uh-huh. And they're about, yeah, I think the shortest one is about seven minutes, and the longest one is about 14. Wow. Oh. Prokofiev's Romeo and Juliet oh. is about 14 minutes. But It is
1: very compact.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're animated in a style... Um, oh, they're animated. Semi-crude uh, animation, two-dimensional, whimsical animation style. It reminds me of something I can't think well, of what.
1: Fair enough, but I just became a, quite a number of times more intrigued.
0: Yes, I'm sure you would be, yes.
1: <laughs> I like animation.
0: Yes. Yeah, they're good. So it's got a narrator and then with related whimsical animation. Hmm. The Right of Spring one was good and uh, I'm looking forward to all of the other ones eventually. He's got he does the ring, he does um, Wow. Wait, uh, in planets in under
1: fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. Oh, good lord.
0: Yeah, you know, it's not a an in depth theoretical analysis, it's just explaining what's up with those pieces. Okay. So it's a fun little site. And like I say, they have about thirteen episodes so far, and I believe it's been going for a few years, but I also believe that they're kind of wanting to ramp up you know, as they get more subscribers, of course, they'll add or have more time, I suppose, or more um, impetus <laughs> to to do more.
1: Remind me again what the title of this channel is. Classics Explained.
0: Surprisingly, not taken before All they, right. they got Classics it. Classics Explained.
1: Yeah. We, we'll link it in the show notes.
0: Yeah. Good deal. All right. We'll bring it up to the modern age in music. <laughs> Let's do my music share. We were... A more modern age, anyway. Um, a, a lot more.
1: Yeah. A mere... What is it? 30, no, 43 years, mm-hmm. 43 years uh, before now. And
0: probably close to that since the, the last one I mentioned, the Romeo and Juliet. So, hmm. interestingly, ah. I suppose. I, yeah, that's, that is
1: interesting. So, 1935? Yeah, something like that, I would guess. Huh.
0: Prokofiev was most active from, I'd say, 30s to 50s. I
1: just always think of him as late 1800s, but he isn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Right. Shostakovich. Maybe I reverse those. Same, same time period. Is he? I thought yep. Shostakovich was early 20th century. Lightly later. Oh, funky. Yeah. He's a little bit retro. He's a, he's a little, he leans romantic, Shostakovich. All right. You don't think so? It's wilder than that, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is, uh, I guess it echoes the Rite of Spring thing. Where Stravinsky irritated audiences with uh-huh. this with this dissonant symphony. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It seems to me that maybe he straddled uh, the eras, I guess, but was a little bit overlooked for for his proficiency.
0: You're talking about Shostakovich.
1: Shostakovich, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. I'm a big fan of Symphony Number no. Five. I I don't know oh, others as well. So
0: I mean, Five is is big and grand. Mm-hmm. He got more intense and dissonant. And um, well, he was criticized a lot by the Politburo, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the the official music critics of the state, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, for for being too um, what would you call it decadent? Mm-hmm. I don't sure. know what the that, what the terms would be. It,
1: that literally would have been a, a a term that soviets used, soviet soviet officials used to <laughs> to denote any western influence
0: yeah so he he diverted away i think under protest no i don't think under protest uh-huh. albeit sort of couched protest uh-huh. you know, i was like fine <laughs> all right i'll do it your way and yet i think he his stuff was so sophisticated they that he fooled them sure. into believing it was all new, yeah. uh, even though it was innovative, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just so angry. Right. You know, a lot of his later stuff, and I think because he was um, dissatisfied with the you know shoulder looking over behavior <laughs> of the, yeah. um, the 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 rubes the who thought they knew more than they yeah right, they right. did about about music. he wouldn't let him alone. Right. So. Yes,
1: yeah, so but of course that's just a sort of. Blinkered philistine pig ignorance I've come to expect, You're not creative garbage. You sit there on your loathsome spotty behind, squeezing blackheads, not caring a tinker's cuss about the struggling artist. You excrement! You lousy, hypocritical whining toadies!
0: <laughs> May I should put that clip in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do that.
1: Uh, in- right. so I'll, I'll say uh, money paper and uh, architect sketch.
0: Mm -hmm. we're bringing it back all the way to (laughs) the United States of America Uh small town in Massachusetts called
1: Boston 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 Boston. Eh. (laughs) sorry that was (laughs) difficult off the top of my head anyway we had I wish I could remember why I started listening to Boston again because it hasn't been that long that I was doing it I don't remember if we shared any Boston tunes on the show we've talked about them It is a periodic comfort listening for me and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, (laughs) something that I turned to this week because of some intense extra stress at work. And as I was telling you, it's a different character than I was experiencing before when I was frustrated with both, uh, clientele and duties. This is, it's very fulfilling work. This new job. I, I enjoy, I enjoy being there which wasn't the case before, but I do feel a bit more pressure to perform to the highest standard at this job. Sure. Um, Sure. It's a, I'm the only one in my position at the office.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a little tricky. Mm. And
1: that, and that's new. Uh, When I Mm -hmm. started, there were two of us. So for the foreseeable future, (laughs) It will only be me, even though they was are bringing the another person. Was the other in.
0: person uh, your trainer, or were you overlapping a uh, as a replacement? Or no,
1: that wasn't that wasn't really in the cards when I was hired. That hmm. all came about right after that. So she she got an opportunity to oh, to work in a brand new, not a branch, but a brand new building. Mm -hmm. Um, in Seattle and Mm -hmm. was, uh, it's with the same company. So it was, it was all above board, Yeah, but yeah, unexpected when I was hired that, (laughs) that I would be alone. And then Mm -hmm. going forward, there's been a change from, uh, the corporate leadership that we're not going to hire another colleague of mine. They're going to restructure the management part and hire another person to uh, take over some marketing stuff. As well as other mm. other things, so I will, for the foreseeable future, be the only one in my position, and mm-hmm. I am I am really really new to this field. Like I've yeah. never done this kind of thing before, so it makes me nervous. And I tend to listen to things that are very familiar and uplifting to me, even if it might seem occasionally raucous or harsh to the outsider. That's a strange mm-hmm. phenomenon, but um, but Boston always gives me comfort and joy. I was really avoiding saying joy. Uh, delight. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, Good word. Yeah. It's a heartfelt music to me that uh, ha- we have a deep connection to together as well.
0: Mm-hmm. All the way back to probably 1982 I think, I th- or thereabouts.
1: I think 81. earlier than that, because it, it seems weird looking back because it seemed like it was an older record, but you got, mm-hmm. you got don't look back just a, couple of years i think after it came out wasn't it wasn't it like 82 so four years later i
0: i discovered or i was put hip to boston in school year 81 82 okay so i would have got to look back you know right right around then like junior high so who
1: who who threw it your way uh it was a mark sheer ah wow he was kind of seminal in our musical development he was
0: that's yeah. very strange mhm when we it's to sort of a neighbor kid that was in my class right. in
1: in 8th grade in Tucson Arizona and
0: when we were living in in Tucson yeah mm-hmm.
1: we were pretty new to rock and roll i have to say mm-hmm. we weren't forbidden from listening to it but we didn't have a lot of exposure to it because we we spent a lot of time in private schools the several yeah. years in private schools you or, know, we knew christian schools classic Mm -hmm. Uh, soft rock. (laughs) Right. We, we did listen to the radio. Yeah. When I was young, I'd listen to the radio.
0: We had a lot of folk rock and stuff that are, you know, that mom liked. Yes. So,
1: but also things like Eagles. Um, Mm -hmm. and what was the other band? Chicago. Sure. She did. She did have a couple of Chicago albums. Um,
0: I say stuff that mom liked.
1: (laughs) And to her credit, not the not the poppy current albums hmm. they were mid-70s records so more old school chicago yeah which uh which called it, which which guided my opinion of them going forward i think but boston was only i remember hearing more than a feeling while we were at the pool in mesa arizona mm. in uh fremont was it yeah fremont mm-hmm. pool um yeah. The, the, I guess they were... Were they a high school?
0: No, Fremont Junior High.
1: Fremont Junior High. So they had a mm-hmm. big swimming pool for some reason that was open to the public most of the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's they they played rock and roll, classic... Well, <laughs> it wasn't at the time. It was contemporary right. rock music, <laughs> but all the, all the hits of the late 70s came on the loudspeakers at the pool. So that was the first mm-hmm. time I can recall hearing it. And that was my only real exposure to it until... You, for some reason, got Don't Look Back, and mm-hmm. I don't know why.
0: Well, because I was so enthralled with that album. Okay. When um, we were in junior high, I think we've talked a little bit about this on a, a much earlier show. Mm-hmm. I had a video production elective. Right. You know, somebody, I assume, donated a bunch of equipment to, to our junior high, Naylor Junior High mm-hmm. in Tucson. And so w- one of the electives was video production. And so I took that. I assume there was also, you know, the regular, you know, art. And I was also in band, so I must have had two electives now that I think about it. interesting. Probably it's was, a, yeah. Uh, unusual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at any rate, so we could choose a a project if we weren't like a director or a switcher or a camera person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which those those things got snapped up right away. And so everybody else had to work in teams or pairs uh, on some sort of project for to make a video out of mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of people did a commercial, like a fake commercial yeah. for a fake product, right. or a real commercial
1: for a fake product. Which I uh, only, I mostly remember from your renditions of yeah. them, because I only <laughs> saw the actual videos once during the presentation.
0: Uh huh. Superman, Superman toothpaste comes to mind.
1: Isn't it exciting? Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and some people did music videos, right. which were just starting to be a thing, mm-hmm. and airband
1: Yeah, yeah, airband style. Pol- uh, with the with the old school video effects yeah repeated <laughs> <laughs> repeated images trailing off into the distance, uh, yeah the trailing yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> lots of switching, but yeah, that was kind of cool <laughs> um, walking on the moon was the one i I remember most, of course hmm so with that lead in mm-hmm. this is your music but from and that smile. i from that beginning, I was always drawn to the production value that Tom Schultz was so fanatical about Mm -hmm. and to the amazing ability of Brad Delp. Mm -hmm. I, I throw around the word genius too freely, but Brad Delp was a singularly gifted vocalist, Yes, I think. And I don't have any reason to doubt Tom Schultz's account of how he recorded Brad's vocals. Uh, in the beginning and uh, I sent you a link to an interview that somebody did Was it the Boston Herald maybe no it was Rolling Stone did with Tom after Brad died after Brad's suicide mm-hmm. where he said he didn't really know anything about him he he just auditioned him mm. through some channel um, and he yeah. tried out a ton of singers and he only had the faintest glimmer of hope that this person could do the thing that he needed him to do and it, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be far exceeding his wildest expectations Mm -hmm. because he, he was unbelievably good at laying down vocals consistently Mm -hmm. and not having to redub was able to continue doing harmonies and lead parts. I don't know, at a whim to order. (laughs) 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 He said he never rehearsed. He just listened to the track once or twice, maybe, and then started to sing his parts. And then mm-hmm. he would go back to the beginning and lay down at harmony. That was perfectly in time and phrased to the performance he'd just done. Mm-hmm. Just a remarkable memory for performance and was able to duplicate it on the spot. And this was wow. obviously way before things like AutoTune or yeah. digital production where you could easily just clip out a track and, uh, just keep looping it back and over and over again so that you could, mm-hmm. all right, all right, I got it now. Um, yeah. de- you know, take, do a take and delete it and redo a take and delete it. You only had so much physical tape to work with. So mm-hmm. everybody had to be good and, It took time to chop it up if you had, uh, inconsistent performance. So Tom was, is adamant that Brad never had to redo things very much. Mm -hmm. Just unbelievably good at keeping things consistent. Um, and the amazing part to me, uh, I sent you a link to the song Rock and Roll Band uh, vocals, yeah. vocals only, vocal isolation. Mm-hmm. And at about 34 seconds, second, I'll link that too. At about thirty-four seconds, he does a doubled lead part yep. that is so close <laughs> to the to the original. I don't know which is the original, but two two tracks that he recorded separately that are are so perfectly timed phrased the emotional content uh the 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 pitch centering mm-hmm. is is just mind-blowing how perfect it yeah is. you think
0: it was just they just switched on chorus
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that that tom maybe just pulled that track and copied it onto a, mm-hmm. another another channel <laughs> yeah but you can hear this in other songs too uh, especially with with the isolated vocals that there are well, some uh, there's some differences here and there, a little bit of a, a timing difference or a note difference in two unison tracks where he's singing the same the same line in the same melody.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you can hear it when in, in rock and roll band mm-hmm. where he's, he goes unison for a while, and then every once in a while they throw in mm-hmm. a harmony. Right. Yeah, but it's the same. It's that same track yeah. that he's duplicating most. You yeah, know, it, it's just well, it's not unreal. <laughs> it's too it's real. Too real.
1: We barely made enough to survive, but when we got up on stage and got ready to play, people came alive. Rock and roll band, everybody's waiting, getting crazy, anticipating love and music. Play, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It seems inhuman. That's what I said to you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that someone could be doing that—that that someone could be doing that so well, so quickly. Yeah. If it was me, I, it would take me hours sure. to to listen back and I'd like, okay, I got to get it this time, and then I'd mess it up, and then I have to go back and then I'd redo it. Mm-hmm. I started to record a little bit of a, a rendition of this track, which is called "It's Easy," possibly my favorite Boston song. <gasps> I keep uh, I keep returning to it. I, I think it too is a little overlooked. In the catalog? Yeah, I would say I think it, it I don't know if it ever gets
0: in the air. It isn't
1: as perfect a song as More Than a Feeling. More Than a Feeling, obviously, is one of the most perfect songs I think ever made. It's a wonderful song. It, I think it gets played too much. It's not possible. Uh, especially relative to, the, really. to their catalog. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's for sure. And I put together a playlist of, of my favorite songs, the essential songs that I always listen to. And uh, to be fair, not every single track on those first three albums is as good as more than a feeling or don't look back or it's easy or feeling satisfied or I don't know what else long time. Yeah. But those songs are so good that I think it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So here's this one where there's a lot of power in it. There's a lot of good feeling. Uh, they they did strive to create these feelings of um, a good time and heartfelt emotions i think it is important as we were talking about earlier to acknowledge the negative parts of of boston's history brad's very ill-considered lapse of judgment the people that both he and tom hurt they hurt each other Mm -hmm. they hurt uh other people around them so along with that not putting that aside but acknowledging it and also that this genius music we are lucky enough to have received i'll agree all right so if you can make sense of all that ramble i will be very impressed
0: yeah 39 minutes <laughs> is,
1: uh, i was hoping we would get this out in 12 but yeah
0: <laughs> if you'd like to revisit a band you could send us an email at bros at it's just called two brothers
1: and we are always open to receiving those always up for that uh, if you tweet, you can tweet them to us at IJC2B. IJC2B. bi feel like that's a little indistinct interesting. IJC2B. There you go.
0: Excellent. We'll have to call this Boston Revisitator. I guess or something, so. Because I know we've talked about them in the
1: past. I must have. I just don't know where it is. I was looking for that. Maybe hundred shows back. I guess so. I was looking for that on the... Maybe maybe call it Do Look Back. <laughs>
0: Please be sure to look back
1: we did talk about it on show three and we talked about oh,
0: 175 shows back okay then <laughs>
1: yeah you talked about don't look back on uh show 43 mm. all right and then this okay. show so it's been a long time
0: <laughs> it's been such a long time What? oh um, well. shoot i was gonna i kept thinking i was gonna c- come back to uh, a thing when you were talking about your uh, your job mm.
1: You can stop kowtowing the Morgan. Congratulations, you've got his job. Well, thank you, sir. You, you know, I'm not quite sure I'm right for no, it. Stun George, he's out, you're in. It's a lot more work, you know. I know. A lot more responsibility. I know. Long, long hours. I know. Not much more money. <laughs> but you'll finally get the recognition you deserve. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work because it is more pay. Oh, it is? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. As long as it's more pay, oh, that's right. okay. Oh. I didn't know that. I thought they just figured i thought it was just the typical corporate deal mm-hmm. she's out and you're taking over oh, no, no, no. Resp- all the responsibilities of two people for no. the same position yeah it's the exactly. same
1: it's it is a a it's the same job basically so it'll be all right okay
0: mm-hmm. i don't you just had another person maybe to bounce things off of and learn with and so
1: forth. i mean it is it <laughs> might be more work upcoming but they are planning to bring someone else into the office so <clears throat> i don't know that's nice МУЗЫКАЛЬНАЯ ЗАСТАВКА